Hello and welcome to my podcast or welcome back. So we are talking about something today that I think is very exciting and interesting. So Valentine's Day is just around the corner so you know what that means. A lot of us will be having sex even if it is just with ourselves because Valentine's Day just gives off that kind of energy. And sex, not only is it fun but it is so important to our health. There are so many health benefits to having sex. The release of endorphins, increased immunity, better sleep, more energy, all kinds of cardiovascular benefits, pain relief, mental health. And there's other benefits such as a confidence and self-esteem boost. Strength, it also strengthens our relationship with our partner, our sexual partner or romantic partner, whoever it is you're having sex with because of that release of oxytocin. And it's fun and enjoyable, to put it bluntly. Or it should be. You should be having sex. You sh yes, you should be having sex. But you should be having fun and you should be enjoying yourself when you're having sex. Now, we all have different libidos. Some of us have rather high libidos. And then some of us are not so crazy about having sex all the time. And it's completely normal, okay? We all have different libidos. But... When we have a lower libido than our normal and we want to have sex but we just can't get in the mood, that can indicate that there's something deeper going on that needs addressing because a libido is a sign of health. Now, when it comes to getting a libido back, that can take time because it can be due to a whole host of reasons. For one, hormone imbalances in women in 70... 70% of cases of a low libido, it's due to hormone imbalances. But there's also stress and the nervous system, which can be affected by lifestyle and work and your home life and just your general environment. And your overall health can affect your libido as well. And stress falls into this category, but also how you're sleeping, your diet, caffeine, immunity, and any other underlying health problems or medications can affect our libido. So yes, it can take time to get your libido back up to your normal. But when something like Valentine's Day is coming up and we want to have sex and we want to be able to enjoy ourselves on that day or night, we can do a few things to boost our libido for that day. And herbs are something that you should be incorporating into your health routines anyway but they can be really, really helpful when it comes to libido boosting. And I will absolutely be doing a podcast on other ways and other things we can do to boost our libidos and our sex drives because simply taking a herb or a herbal blend will not fix all of your libido issues. But for the sake of wanting to get in, into the mood and getting prepared for Valentine's Day or any other special occasion you've got going on that you want to be in the mood for, this can be really helpful, you know, taking herbs to give you that extra boost. So, for the sake of this episode, I will only be talking about herbs. Now, I just want to preface this by saying, you do not need to have sex on, on Valentine's. And don't feel pressured by anyone. Don't feel pressured by society. Don't feel pressured by your partner or your sexual partner. It is your body so it's your choice. It doesn't matter what day it is, because let's be honest, Valentine's Day in this day and age, it's a money-making scheme. And yes, it's an opportunity for us to feel a bit more passionate and to really connect with our partner and with ourselves. 
But don't even pressure yourself. Because you don't need to get into the mood just because it's Valentine's Day. And you can have a great Valentine's Day with your partner or by yourself without having sex. There are a million and one other ways of being sensual and intimate and romantic. Or you might not want to do Valentine's Day altogether, and that is fine too. Plus, you can have a great Valentine's Day with your friends. Whether you're single or in a relationship, you can have a great Galentine's. And sex is not everything. But sex is important, and I'm aware of that, and it's important to a lot of people, and a lot of people do want to have sex on Valentine's Day. So, this is who this episode is for. So, let's get into it, and the first thing that I want to, that I want to talk about is a massage oil that I was bought for my birthday, actually. So, it is by Gaia Labs, and it's the Relaxing Massage Oil. Um, the notes are floral and sweet and I'll just read the ingredients that it says on the box so it's jojoba, argan, sunflower, sweet almond oils like carrier oils and then there's also vitamin E oil and then I'm assuming that these are essential oils or the oils I just listed above, the carrier oils they might be infused, I'm not sure, it does not specify but I'm just going to assume they are essential oils and they are bergamot, rose geranium, rosewood, lavender and ylang ylang. So let me just say the smell is amazing. It is incredible. That enough will get you in the mood. That alone, sorry, will get you in the mood. And it just feels physically incredible. It doesn't feel sticky or greasy at all. It just completely soaks into the skin. So Like I said, my love got me this for my birthday and we could not keep our hands off each other when we, and we can't (laughs) generally when we use this oil. And I'll be honest, multiple times a day for a while. So it is absolutely worth the price and it is a definite libido booster in our experience anyway. So when it comes to herbs so i'm going to talk about the so that was um that was just a little extra that you can buy and i will link that so if you want to buy that feel free and i encourage it i love that oil so when it comes to taking herbs internally for your libido i just want to say any herb that brings you closer to optimal health will in turn make you more sexually aroused and more fertile because remember our biological meaning of life is to procreate so when you're healthier you're more in a state to have children or to do the act (laughs) practice so i'm just going to start with um a couple of just general actions that can really help with boosting your libido so the first is bitters so i'll be honest they don't taste sexy they're called bitters for a reason and yes you do need to taste them for them to work that is kind of the point of them but they are great for anxiety and stress relief they are naturally anti-anxiety and anti-depressants because bitters work on the autonomic nervous system so it essentially takes you out of fight or flight because when you're on high alert you're not going to feel comfortable and being able to just let go and relax is needed for sex otherwise it can be unenjoyable and outright painful and if you're tense emotionally you will be tense physically as well so you don't want that and it's 
it's just not good. It's not a good combination for sex tension. It's not the pain. That's what I'm thinking of really. When you're tense, you're more likely to be in pain. Women, anyway. So the next one, the next action are the warming, uh, warming and circulatory. So these herbs are things like, um, just think of like culinary herbs like ginger, chili. So, oh, and cinnamon. So these increase blood flow and they, that means they increase blood flow to the genitals and the erogenous zones. So that helps with sensation and it can help with pleasure and increasing your chance of orgasm. So I want to get into the actual herbs now. So I will be breaking down the um, some of the science behind it as well, just for anybody who's interested, because I know there can be a lot of skepticism out there, especially with herbs, because not all of them are very thoroughly well researched because uh, there's just not money in it for bigger industries to be honest but let's get into it so a lot of these do have um, a long history behind them actually such as maca so this is a peruvian herb and it's been used for thousands of years both as a food and a medicine and it has become quite popular in the last few years, so I wouldn't be surprised if you have heard of it. And it's been considered a superfood, and for good reason. So it's not uncommon to find it in supermarkets or health food stores like Holland and Barrett. And it's normally in the form of powder, so you can add that to drinks, smoothies, food. And I think it's most well known for its energy boosting abilities, and also its ability to boost your libido. So, it boosts sex drive in both men and women, and it's been called natural Viagra. So, it's thought to ask to act on the testosterone receptors without actually affecting the testosterone levels. So, testosterone is important in men and women for having a healthy sex drive. And it also supports normal production of luteinizing hormone. So, in women, this is the hormone that only peaks during ovulation, which is when women are normally the most ready to have sex because that's the time when you're able to get pregnant. So, it stimulate, so in men, it stimulates the testicles to produce more testosterone. So, luteinizing hormone plays a role in libido um, for men and women. And maca, like I said, acts on that hormone and it increases sperm count and mobility. So it's also a fertility herb. And it supports the HPA axis. And in this context, the HPA axis essentially regulates stress responses in the body. So if your body's more, if your body is feeling more supported, the stress response won't be as strong. And this has an ov overall impact on health, which like I said, when you have more health, you have a higher libido. So the next one is rose. Oh, we all know rose and we all know it as a romantic flower and we associate it with love and romance and sensuality and sexuality. And who wouldn't get in the mood if they came home to a bouquet of roses or rose petals on the bed? Even do it for yourself because you don't have to wait for somebody to bring you roses. You can do it for yourself too. So the connotations of rose alone make it a libido booster. And it's also a self-love herb, which you'll know if you listen to my last episode on self-love on self herbs. And that in and of itself can make you feel more confident and comfortable when it comes to sex. 
And there's another reason that rose boosts the libido and it's because it has relaxing and anti-anxiety properties. And that can come from both the smell and taking rose internally. And it creates this relaxing effect, but it's also uplifting. So it's not so relaxing that it'll put you to sleep in the same way lavender would, for example, but it helps you feel more at ease and less tense. So I'd say this is more of a libido booster for women than men, but it can boost libido in both. So cacao we have next. Again, the connotations of cacao or chocolate can boost libido. Think chocolate covered strawberries or using chocolate sauce on melted chocolate in the bedroom. And going back to its history, it is used, well, currently it's still used in cacao ceremonies, which is traditionally an Aztec and Mayan ritual. And something that is often experienced during or after cacao ceremonies is a connection to yourself and a connection to others because cacao is a heart opener. And when you feel more connected to yourself, you're more grounded and you're more confident, which allows you to open up, open yourself up to others, or in this case, your sexual partner. And it can really help with that connection during sex and really deepen the sexual connection. And that it does make sex more enjoyable when you are connected to the person you're having sex or making love to. And it doesn't just help to boost your libido, but it makes the sexual act itself more enjoyable. Um, so feeling connected to someone, like I said, it is just, I think it's very different than not having a connection at all. Even if you're not romantically involved, you can have a casual sex partner that you continue having sex with, um, like a longer term sexual partner, and then if you compare that to someone you have a one night stand with, the connection is different, it feels different. And generally, the sex is more enjoyable when you've continued to have that relationship um, evolve with somebody in particular. So cacao does help with that aspect. And the scientific, the scientific side of cacao boosting libido is, so I just wanna preface it, preface this by saying cocoa which is in chocolate it's not as high in nutrients so it doesn't have as many health benefits like cacao but I wouldn't write it off completely <laughs> oh my goodness I wouldn't write it off completely because cacao um yeah because it is still the same plant but cacao is definitely superior in terms of health so just keep that in mind so firstly cacao is chock full of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and this supports overall health and like we've mentioned the healthier you are the healthier you are the healthier your libido will be and secondly cacao boosts dopamine and serotonin so these are the feel-good chemicals and the better your mood the more likely you will be in the mood and healthy serotonin levels are actually really important for getting and maintaining erections and preventing premature ejaculation, which that's not pleasant for either party. So the next herb we have, you shouldn't be shocked when I say the name, horny goatweed. <laughs> okay, so no surprise this one's an aphrodisiac. So this is a traditional Chinese medicine herb uh, TCM, TCM herb. So it is great for low libido and erectile dysfunction. So 
this herb is more associated with men, but it definitely benefits women as well. So, again, libido, yeah, boosting libido and sex drive in women as well as men, and obviously the erectile dysfunction only applies to men. But it's a mood balancer as well, and it helps with PMS specifically. So, it improves general mood, which helps libido in and of itself, but it also boosts libido by increasing blood flow to the genitals in men and women, and make, if the genitals are more sensitive, it's more likely that you will start to feel aroused. So in women, horny goat weed can increase lubrication and improve orgasm intensity. And it also contains phytoestrogens, which can help increase estrogen levels and if you have low estrogen, that can lower your libido, so this can really help if you are suffering from low estrogen. And in terms of erectile dysfunction, so honey goat weed contains this constituent called icarine, <laughs> I think you say, I don't really know how to pronounce it, but so when a man is sexually stimulated, nitric oxide plays a role in allowing the blood vessels in the penis to relax so it allows blood to flow into the penis and that's what causes an erection and with erectile, erectile dysfunction there's a protein and i'm just going to use the abbreviation pde5 and this inhibits nitric oxide so the blood vessels will have trouble relaxing so there'll be less blood flow so this constituent actually inhibits that pde5 protein and this is how viagra works this is how viagra works in the body and horny goat weed works in the same way so i do want to say it won't be as strong as viagra i mean viagra kicks in in what 10 minutes this is more of um so i just want to say all of these herbs are great great best sorry better to take long term um because it can support overall health and and boosting libido over a period of time. Um, so that is definitely the best way to take these herbs. Um, but it does have the same action as Viagra. Right, the next one that we're talking about, uh, this is another TCM herb, Panax Ginseng. So Ginseng. And this is an adaptogen, a, a true adaptogen. Uh, oh, I can't say it. A true adaptogen. So there are lots of herbs with adaptogenic qualities and properties, but there aren't tons of true adapt adaptogens out there, but this is one of them. And I want to just put a little warning, tread with caution with ginseng. This is the Chinese ginseng, by the way. Tread with caution because this one packs a punch. It is a strong herb and it can be way, way, way too much for some people especially if used in high doses for long periods of time um, and it can really start to deplete your energy if it's not used properly. So just bear that in mind. So what adaptogens do, they help the body adapt better to stress and it blunts that stress response in the body. And physical stress, it impacts how we feel emotionally. So if we feel less stressed, um, you know what that means? We will feel more aroused. <laughs> so, uh, this just gives the body a better opportunity, opportunity to have a higher sex drive. 
and this is another great herb for erectile dysfunction. So, horn and goat weed inhibited that enzyme that inhibits uh, nitrous, oxide, nitrous oxide production. Well, ginseng increases the nitrous oxide production. So, it contains constituents called ginsenicides, and these are responsible for increasing this nitrous oxide production. So I'd say that these herbs, these two herbs would work really well together. So the Chinese ginseng and horny goatweed for erectile dysfunction. And ginsenicides also increase testosterone, which we've already established, boosts sex drive. And ginseng also increases luteinizing hormone levels, which again, boosts sex drive. Ginseng is really helpful for people taking methadone for opioid addiction and what this medication often does is diminish the libido so ginseng can actually help to counteract that libido suppression and sexual dysfunction that occurs when taking methadone so this is particularly good for people taking this kind of medication so we also have damiana so this is from central and south america and it improves libido again in both men and women. So firstly, it lowers stress and boosts mood and it's mildly euphoric and who does not want to feel at least mildly euphoric? So this helps with the psychological side of sex drive, but it's also great for women in menopause or perimenopause. So that's just at the start of menopause, the, the perimenopause, I mean. So it can help uh, balance the hormone fluctuations that affect these older women. I say older women. I mean, menopause can affect young women as well. So uh, it will be good for you as well if you're experiencing early menopause. But it can... Well, we all know that menopause can massively affect libido and lubrication. So it can really help with that. And it improves circulation and oxygen supply, specifically in the pelvic region. And more blood flow means more sensation, intenser orgasms, and either more lubrication or erections, depending on whether you are a man or a woman. And Damian, sorry, Damiana is another one that boosts testosterone, and it inhibits an enzyme called aromatase. So this converts androgen which is a type of testosterone into estrogen so there will be more testosterone in the body and it can help lower estrogen levels which funnily enough estrogen levels that are too high can also result in a diminished libido just like estrogen levels that are too low so balance is key in the body especially with hormones you don't want too much or too little so saffron this herb again it boosts sex drive in men and women i think all of these herbs is great for both sexes so the constituent the active constituent in saffron is crocin or crocin i don't know how to say this one either and this constituent is actually what gives saffron its bright red color and it also, this constituent also boosts libido, increases lubrication in women, increases sexual stamina, improves sexual satisfaction, and improves the ability for men to maintain erections. So it's been found that when saffron is used topically on the penis, it also helps with erections. And it's a mood booster. 
So I have a friend who's half Persian and funnily enough, the first record of saffron being used was in Persia and it's used in a lot of Persian cooking as well. And she was telling me how her mum introduced it to her from an early age and she says that it is much better than St. John's wort for mood. If you get the good stuff of saffron. So there's a lot of cheap saffron out there and she said, yeah, that is not the same thing. You want the good stuff. So I know, I know saffron's expensive anyway, but um, she said, yeah, invest if you want the, the best of the best. So St. John's wort, um, a lot of people know this is a herb for depression and she said it just blows uh, St. John's wort out of the water. And she is a herbalist as well. We did the same degree. So I absolutely trust that she knows what she's talking about from uh, an educated background as well, not just personal experience. So interestingly, saffron is particularly good at boosting sex drive in people taking the antidepressant fluoxetine. So fluoxetine can really decrease sex drive and prevent orgasms in men and women but especially women as women generally don't orgasm as easily as men and with men um, it can cause a delayed orgasm so it can be hard to get there but men generally get there a little bit easier than women so often people flu taking fluoxetine can't orgasm at all but saffron has been ha been found to help with that. So that is something to definitely know if you're taking fluoxetine because it's not that uncommon um, for people to be on this antidepressant. And I know multi multiple people on this antidepressant actually. So um, the next herb is fenugreek. What would you know? Another one that boosts testosterone. There seems to be a bit, the, bit of a theme here with these libido boosting herbs. So it contains furostenolic saponins. So they, uh, these, um, this constituent, this type of saponin, it increases luteinizing hormone and DHEA. So DHEA is a hormone released by the adrenal glands and it helps to produce androgen, that type of testosterone, and estrogen. So it increases and improves all of the positive sex effects that we've already discussed. But the thing about DHEA is that it also helps with vaginal atrophy. So this is when the vaginal tissue becomes thinner and drier and more irritated. And this can make pain really, really painful. So fenugreek is um, also anti-inflammatory. So it'll help to relieve some of that irritation down there as well. And it can also be used topically for vaginal atrophy. But let me just say, don't be shoving stuff up there willy-nilly. I shouldn't have to say that. But I just want to put that out there because I know some people don't always do their research. So please don't. And that goes for anything you're taking internally as well. Do your research. It's so important. Everybody's body is different. And you need to know what you're taking. And if in doubt speak to a herbalist or someone very well versed in herbs and knows what they're doing. So, um, vaginal atrophy is more common in perimenopausal and menopausal women, so it is a great herb for older women, in particular in terms of sex and sex drive, but it is useful for both sexes. 
Now, the last herb that I'm going to talk about is ginkgo. We've heard about ginkgo, a lot of us, I'm sure. So this is a circulatory herb. So what it's most well known for, as far as I'm aware, is its ability to improve blood flow to the brain, to improve cognitive function, and it helps with Alzheimer's as well, preventing Alzheimer's. But guess where else the blood flows to? The genitals. So this creates stronger erections, more sensation, more pleasure, stronger orgasms, all the good stuff. And it also increases nitric oxide, which we all know now, increases blood flow, and this helps with erectile dysfunction. So it's particularly helpful for, again, people who have lost their libido due to taking antidepressants, both men and women, but it helps men with erections. And it's also a mood-boosting herb, so it's good for anxiety and depression, which will in turn help with libido. So ginkgo's are actually a mood balancer, so this is really good for PMS as well, which we all know can have a huge impact on libido. And us women, we want to be able to have sex and feel in the mood any time during our cycle, and PMS can really put a dampener on that. So I am all for herbs that are great at supporting women through PMS and decreasing those PMS symptoms. So try these herbs out but again like I said do your research especially if you're pregnant or if you're taking any other medications because we don't want anything to go wrong we don't want anything to happen to you or a baby if you're carrying and different herbs do work differently on different people because we all have different bodies and dosage may vary as well but don't go over the therapeutic dose um there are therapeutic therapeutic doses for herbs for a reason and look there is no one super herb out there that is going to transform your sex life i wish there was i really do wish there was but like we spoke about at the start there's so much that goes into libido and your sex drive and why you might not be in the mood and a lot of it's psychological but a lot of it's hormones and hormones it's one of those things you don't want to play with it unless you really know what's going on And herbs are not like pharmaceuticals. Generally speaking, they don't work as fast. And they're not going to act like Viagra. I mean, we know the horny goat weed acts in the same way as Viagra, but it's not going to act quite as strongly. But what I will say is that herbs are amazing at supporting your health long term. And I haven't seen a single patient who hasn't felt a difference in their health, both physical and mental, even just one month after taking herbs. And I say one month because um, in my experience taking patients and observing patients, this is the normal gap of follow-up. So you have your initial consultation, consultation and then a month later you'll see the patient again just to give herbs that little bit of time to work. And they do work. Now, in this context of sex and boosting your sex drive, I'm not saying you won't feel any effects on your libido if you don't take libido-boosting herbs for a longer period of time. Because you can, okay? But you will get the best effects when you use herbs as part of your health routine. And herbs can give you that extra boost if you do want to be in the mood for that special occasion. So don't write them off just because you think you haven't been taking them for long enough. They can definitely help. 
but maintaining a healthy libido long term will require more than just using herbs on the night to get you in the mood or just every now and again when you feel like you want that boost. And I hope that makes sense. And I hope this episode wasn't boring. I mean, maybe it was for some people, but personally, I'm quite interested in the scientific side behind, yeah, in the scientific side behind herbs and the way things work, because I think a lot of us like to understand not just what works in the body and for the body, but how. So I hope I give a brief overview. I didn't want to go super deep because I didn't want to overcomplicate it. And I didn't want this to be a dry episode. <laughs> no pun included. Um, but I hope that if you do try any of these herbs, that they work for you. And I'll just say, cacao and rose, they're pretty safe herbs. Um, I mean, they're out there and uh, how many of us don't eat chocolate anyway? So I'd say if you're starting, these are quite safe ones to experiment with and you're familiar with them anyway, so... Oh, yeah, and that massage oil. Oh my god, I would absolutely recommend that. I cannot speak highly of it enough. So, yes, like I said, I will link that. So, again, that is very strongly recommended by me. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you try some of these herbs and I hope you get something out of it. I hope it means you have a very great night ahead. So... Uh, I hope I will see you for the next one. So take care and have amazing and safe sex.